Happy Freaky Friday, my friends. Good morning. We are inching closer and closer to that Sunday night premier matchup. Oh, premier, my friends. The creme de la creme as you have the 9-3 and three Green Bay Packers at the held grounds that is Lambeau Field, 5-0 and at home. And when I say premier, I, I highlight premier. Underline it. Put it in bold because <laughs> the cream of the crop, the 4-8 and eight and 2-4 and four away from Soldier Field, Chicago Bears come to Lambeau to take on your green and gold, your Packers. It's uh, a doozy. Packers still favored by 12 and a half points. The heaviest favorites the Packers have been all season over a team. And the Chicago Bears, hey, yeah, um, a lot of sarcasm in that premiere, uh, if you didn't pick that up. Justin Fields has been cleared to play. Didn't mention he's, what, three cracked ribs. So I don't, I don't know how this cat got cleared to play so fast, but he's going to be out there with those cracked ribs. As Andy Dalton nursing some injuries, he a uh, red rifle ain't really the answer either. And Nick Foles, I don't, I don't, I don't know what he's doing. Just third string chilling. So Justin Fields takes Lambeau Field, and he's got his running back alongside of him, uh, David Montgomery. Uh, you look at um, the Packers though; they do have some questions when it comes to injury. Uh, the injury report coming out. The the final one will come out later today when practice is concluded. Uh, but a big blow for the Green and Gold. When it comes to you know who we know and love, especially Aaron Rodgers, when he put on his GM cap during the offseason and brought this player in, or should I say brought this player back. Number 18, Randall Cobb is now out for an indefinite amount of time as he has a core injury, and that's a blow. Uh, I wanted to start the show. I, I was going to play the polka song by the Happy Schnapps, The Bears Still Suck. Yeah. I was going to. And I said, you know what? I'm going to save that for later. I'm going to save that for... Now, everyone listens. Don't get me wrong. But I'd say in the 8 o'clock hours when uh, a lot of the people finally rubbed the sleepies out of their eyes, got the coffee in their system, and finally sit down you know, with their family, like uh, you know, listen to this fine radio program uh, that we have. So what I wanted to start with, and I'll play it a lot, is in honor of Randall Cobb, because we love him, and especially against the Chicago Bears do we love him. I wanted to play this to get the juices flowing for everyone in the morning. One of the greatest calls of all time from the Packers Radio Network, Wayne Larravee, when it comes to Rodgers and Randall Cobb. Good morning, my friends. Please enjoy. Well, this is it, Rock. The season right here on this fourth down play. How many times have we said that on this drive? Rodgers in the shotgun. Three receivers left, one to the right. Packers need at least seven yards to move the chains. Rodgers gets the snap. Blitz is on. Rodgers scrambles He's left. Winds up. Rainbow. He's got Cobb at the 10 to the 5. Yes. To the end zone. Perfect. Touchdown. And a dagger. Oh, my goodness. An NFC oh. North Division oh. Championship dagger oh. of 47 yards. Chris Connie was staring at Randall Cobb, running at him, and let him go right by, wide open. A man can only get so excited. Oh, my God. He's the Bears got are shell-shocked. It's breaking my heart. That right there, my friends, one of the greatest calls of all time, thanks to Packers Radio Network right there, our guy Wayne Larravee and Rock, as Randall Cobb, uh, Aaron Rodgers finds Randall Cobb, excuse me, for the dagger at Soldier Field. 
And now Cobby out with his uh, core injury. Man, that stinks. I was excited to see what he was doing this season and for him to continue to do what he's been doing this season. That stinks. But, you know, head coach Matt LaFleur, Aaron Rodgers, they've been talking about how they're going to um, not replace, but just kind of bring up production from the other guys around. You can never replace a guy like Randall Cobb. Absolutely incredible. We'll talk some Packers today, my friends. It is a freaky football Friday. The Bears are my most bitter rival out of the NFC North. I know a lot of people have the Minnesota Vikings, who, by the way, hung on to beat the Steelers last night. Vikings up big early. And then Steelers with a furious comeback, 21 points in the fourth quarter. They... uh they tried to do it, but Kirk Cousins and uh, the Purple People Eaters, they got their win, stayed alive when it comes to playoffs, NFC North. Now the Packers, if the Vikings lost last night and the Packers beat the Bears on Sunday, the Packers could have clinched the NFC North come, what, 10.30 Sunday night. But not going to happen this weekend. I'd imagine it'll be happening uh, sooner than later. Let's go to the phones quick. Welcome to the show. Who's this? Fran Tarkenton. Fran Tarkenton. Or is this Charlie down the middle, Icehouse Johnson? Opportunity to when he knocked. Off the ball on the tee. Charlie, when like, it comes to NFL teams, or specifically right on, out of the right NFC North, and you may known as the NFC Central uh, as well, uh, are the Chicago Bears your most bitter rival, or is it the Minnesota Vikings? I, I don't want to say it on air. Who do you who do you hate more, the Bears or the Vikings? I can't answer that. I what? hate them both. You hate them both equally. You're an equal opportunity hater. And I, yeah, E E B O. Rachel Ray is say e e b o. What do you think of what do you think of the what do you think of polka music, Charlie? I hate it. What about the that polka song? The Bears still suck. All right, the Bears still suck. Terry, happy now? And yeah, and, yeah. Uh, thank you. And I'm sick of this health market spice commercial. Charlie, I, you've been I, drinking I, already. Oh, I, hell! I woke up my sister at two thirty in the morning. You've been drinking <laughs> since two thirty, my kid. Something like that. Yeah, Man. I got I got four back up to my deck. I guess you could I say forgot. you're on one. Huh? You're on one. Yeah, and and I and well, okay, let me talk to you. Hold, I, I got to play some clips from uh, Aaron Rodgers and Matt Lafleur. Oh, you were, actually, you, I, woke up, I woke up at four in the morning. Oh, okay. Well, what, what did you do? Did you dream about two thirty? Ain't going anywhere, is he or not? Uh, for the time be. being, for for this year, no, he's not going anywhere. Okay, Enterprise, Captain Kirk. Out. See you, kid. Pike out. Bye. My man's on one. That guy is, jeez, um, what a life. What a life. All right, my friends. So there was one radio call, Aaron Rodgers and Randall Cobb at Soldier Field. And now here's another one which happened this year that I wanted to get to. Take a listen. Here you go. Sometimes you black out. Oh, 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 that's the wrong one. My apologies. Let's try that again. Oh, here you go. Rodgers snaps it quick. Pressure coming. Scrambles to his right. Pumps and runs, and Rodgers is inside the pylon. Touchdown, Packers. Mm. It's Rodgers running for the score. Mm. Right on cue, Joe. He had some choice words there for the crowd. (laughs) Aaron Rodgers indeed owns the Chicago Bears. Sunday is going to mark number 204 of the NFL's oldest rivalry. The Packers hold a 102. 95 and 6 edge in the series, including the postseason. The Packers have won 20 of their last 23 meetings, excuse me, including each of the last five 
Green Bay has also won 11 of the last 13 meetings against the Bears at Lambeau Field. Last season, a 41-25 drubbing. Wow. And at home games at Lambeau, the Packers have outscored the Bears 361-195 to in their last 13 home games. Insane. Scoring 20-plus points in 11 of those contests. Absolutely incredible. Aaron Rodgers, 22-5 and against the Bears. Brett Favre, go back to then, just owns them completely. So there has been just about 30 years of just complete ownage of the Chicago Bears. It's been absolutely incredible. Check this stat out. Green Bay was once real down in this series. They flipped it. They once trailed 80-57-6. to Following the Bears win at Lambeau, 30-10. to That was on October 25th, 1992. Since then, entering Sunday night for Sunday Night Football, Green Bay now leads the series 102-95-6. to In 1992, following the Bears win at Lambeau, the Bears led 80-57-6. to The Bears needed 20 more wins in 1992 to get to 100 over the Packers. It is now 2021. The Bears still are not over 100 wins. Turn it on and rip the knob off. How many times must we take this disgrace? Another Bears fan throwing insults in One of the greatest songs to ever be recorded, to ever be made. The Happy Schnapps Combo. What a name. And what a song. What a twist. What a twist. Who would have thought this polka song would be so timeless? Polka. I don't want to dance. I want a polka. This is timeless. RJ, we were talking, I think it was earlier this week, about how they have this, like, um, it's essentially like a black box for the world. You know, on an airplane, when an airplane clashes, they can go find the black box and find out what happened. Right. We had a news of the weird earlier this week that they're going to have this. Uh, it was a, a gigantic, like essentially a black box. Right. That will record, you know, atmospheric levels, temperature, soil, everything. For some, everything. For some reason, uh, social media posts and people maybe wanted to put stuff in this black box is going to be in the. Um, in the re- a remote location of Tasmania, of yeah. all places. I would put this in here. <laughs> I would put this song in there. Let's just let's just put that in there. Because if the world does indeed end and humanity has to restart, you know, thousands of years down the road, I would like the people to know that, yes, indeed, in the, from, what, no, 1992 up until 2021 right now, that the Bears indeed still sucked. Uh, the Packers ruled with an iron fist. I would like that to be known, you know, thousands of years from now in that black box. <laughs> be like, what is this? Like, this is polka. This is peak Midwest. And I want to, I want to leave instructions of how to polka. One, two, three. 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 And the world can come together. In harmony, when we rebuild thousands of years from now, and I'll sing this song. Hey! I was gonna say that too. There you go, polka. 
Polka music on this Friday. Uh, polka. Our, our buddy Ram Jam. Yeah, our what buddy Ram Jam in Scotland. WTF is this song? WTF is this song? Ram Jam, that would be called Polka. I don't know if Polka originated from Wisconsin, but definitely. Uh, I mean, that's got to be the Midwest. Like Germany. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and then. I um, think he was, was meaning more probably the words. I'm going to say Polka was perfected in Wisconsin, especially when the Happy Schnapps combo put down the song, The Bears Still Suck. Yeah. Incredible. All right, so speaking of the Bears, our guy Dominic had tweeted in, how many different starting quarterbacks have the Bears gone through since Rodgers has started? So Aaron Rodgers, 2008, is when he became the official starter. RJ, if you could count for me as yep. I read uh, the start, the starting quarterbacks for the Chicago Bears off since 2008. Kyle Orton. One. Rex Grossman also got one start in 2008. Two. Jay Cutler. Three. Todd Collins got a start. Four. Caleb Heine got a start. Five. Josh McCown. Six. Jason Campbell. Seven. Uh, Jimmy Clausen. Eight. Matt Barkley. Nine. Brian Hoyer. Ten. Mitchell Trubisky. Eleven. Mike Glennon. Twelve. Chase Daniel. Thirteen. Nick Foles. Fourteen. Justin Fields. 15. Andy Dalton. Sixteen. In the span from 2008 to 2021, 16 quarterbacks have started for the Chicago Bears. And I believe since Brett Favre, it's been 34. Five or thirty-four. Yeah, it's yeah, it's in the thirties. Now, Aaron Rodgers obviously has started just about every game in his career, minus when he had some injuries. So Matt Flynn's in there, uh, Scott Tolzien, Seneca Wallace, and Brett Hundley and Jordan Love. It's it's been it's been tough sledding yeah. for the Chicago Bears and having a starting quarterback. Their best. I was always a at the time. I didn't care for Jay Cutler just because he wore the Bears garb. Like I liked him on the Broncos. Him and. Um, him and Brandon Marshall, yeah. you know, setting records for most complete. What we have like seventeen completions in a game, Brandon Something Marshall. Like that, yeah. And then Cuddy came over to the Bears, and they thought that was the answer. And I honestly thought it was the answer too. I'm like, oh my god, Jay oh, Cutler, they're gonna be good. Dude's got an arm. He, you know, he's a he got a cannon on him. Uh, Jay Cutler though <laughs> has better stats than Troy Aikman. Yeah, Troy Aikman, a Hall of Famer. I mean, you could make the case Cuddy should be in when it comes to his Bears accolades. But Cuddy never really got the Bears. Now, one of what a, a, a couple NFC Norris obviously got into an NFC Championship game, but we all know what happened there. Yeah, we do. Teach me how to Raji. Teach me how to Raji. Now it wasn't Cuddy in there. Cuddy was on the bike, <laughs> uh, riding, trying to smoking a heater, smoking a heater. But Jay Cutler, not bad for the Bears. I always thought Jay Cutler had a you know a, a raw deal. He, got he a bad had. Rap. He had so many different OCs and so many different coaches. I mean, Mark Tressman was it in there. It wasn't really his fault. Yeah. I Mark mean, Tressman was in there. He came from the CFL. The it, was, it was one of those, all right, here's the new star of the show. Let's see what hilarity and hijinks the Bears get into My. today. Hi, everyone. Welcome to our favorite sitcom, The Chicago Bears, airing this week, Sunday at 720. What will Justin Fields do? How many interceptions will the Green Bay Packers defense pick off? And how will Aaron Rodgers cement his dominance once again as the owner of the Bears? Find out. 7-20. Only on NBC 15. I think it's on NBC 15. Yeah, it is. Yeah, okay. I got it. That could be the supercut. My favorite sitcom, the Chicago Bears. Send that off to Jocko for the promo. Yeah, Jocko, coming in hot, baby. I didn't also mind. I never minded when it comes to quarterbacks for the Bears. Uh, sexy Rexy, Rex Grossman. Yeah. Now this dude, this dude would see Bernard Berryman triple cover downfield, and he would chuck it to him. I could do that. He's like, you see Bernard down there, three guys on him. I could fit it in that window, and then the Packers would pick it off. Rex Grossman was one of the funnest guys to watch, just because you never knew what he was gonna do. Yeah. If you're a Bears fan, I'm sure you're pulling your hair out. 
But as a Packers fan, you're like, this guy's hilarious. The last Bears quarterback to start every game was Cutler in 2009. Yeah, all 16 games. Yep. And then Rex Grossman was the last one before that in 2006. Yeah. A sexy Rexy. Before that, you had to go back to 95 for Eric Kramer. Lauren, is that you? Yeah, sorry about that. Oh, my man. What's up, baby? You're like the drama, don't you? You heard me talking smack about the Bears, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) What's up, Lauren? How we doing today, man? What's going on? You know, pretty good. You know, all things considered, we're we're hanging in there. All right, so uh, Lauren, if we want to find all your work, we can do so at uh, Locked On Bears, correct? Yes. Uh, anywhere else besides your amazing Twitter account at Cox C O X Sports One? That's going to be all the good sports Bears related stuff. We can just stick with that. <laughs> so last time uh, you and I had talked, Lauren, was I think when Rodgers was him and Han about coming back to the Packers. Uh, you know, mad at Mark Murphy, mad at, you know, the drafting of Jordan Love, needed four fingers of tequila, yada, yada, yada. And we were talking about, you know, the status of the of the Packers. I th- that's the last time we talked, right? I think it was on Lockdown Bears with you. Yeah, yeah, I think so. It was a hectic summer. It, it really was. And now we look at uh, what's happening. You know, Rodgers obviously is back. And, you know, last time he played against the Bears, he screamed out, I own you, I still own you. How did Bears Nation uh, take Rodgers yelling that at the fan base that was flicking him off? You know, it's one of those things where it's like, well, he's not, he's not, he's not wrong. So it's hard to be like. I mean, like, obviously, like it makes you mad, right? I mean, like, of course, like Bears fans are like, you know, furious. He's always been the villain, and he, you know, you know, he plays well and beats them all the time. And it's like, yes, okay, but it's like they get it, right? I mean, like they get it. And so, like at first, you know, we weren't sure right away, like the the cause, right? Was this just him? feeling extra good about beating this team again. Like, yeah. okay, you beat this team plenty of times. But then once it's like, okay, there's a woman in the crowd, that's like, uh, all right. Like, even Jimmy Graham said this week, like, he said, you know, I, I've said worse things before. <laughs> Players say worse things. This just, this just happened to be on camera and caught really well by a good audio, too. Yeah, uh, Jimmy Graham, you know, I was listening to that audio the other day, and I was like, I know, the trash talk that goes on on the field is insane. A lot of people, like, when Richard Sherman's like, don't you ever come at me like a sorry receiver, uh, blah, blah, blah. It's like, I've done worse playing Mario Kart. Like trash talk, <laughs> you know. So, Lauren, uh, looking at the Bears team, Packers are favored by twelve. You know, I'm going to get your prediction coming up. But first, uh, talking about the head coach Matt Nagy, did he buy himself more time as the head coach, as well as Ryan Pace, the GM, with the draft uh, drafting of Justin Fields, or as people are you know suggested on Thanksgiving that he was going to be fired, or is this kind of like Matt Nagy's last stand here as Bears head coach? So, when they drafted Justin Fields. It felt like they bought themselves an extra year at least. That like you know, like entering this offseason, you know, they signed Andy Dalton. It was like you know, I guess this is their big plan to try and save their jobs. Like you know, they need, they needed to win. It felt like they needed to win this year to at least something to show like, hey, this team is getting better and they're gonna they're gonna progress forward from this point. But yeah. so so then when they drafted Fields, it was like, oh well, that changes everything. This is gonna be more of a, a long term type of discussion, but. The team has been such a disappointment as a result, and you know, the losing, what I think, five games in a row again for like the second, the third straight year of these long losing streaks. All of a sudden, the, the quarterback is doesn't feel like enough, at least to save the head coach's job on its own. It'll kind of depend on, you know, what they're able to do when the season finishes. I mean, they're te- they're not technically eliminated from the playoffs yet, but it sure feels like that's uh, you know far far fetched yeah. at this point. So like. You know, if they if they don't if they don't do some serious serious winning to wrap up the season, it feels like the head coach is for sure gone, and the GM has done a really good job of like hiding in the shadows and putting all the blame on the head coach and making it. Yeah, where's Pace been? Where's he been? 
this is, I mean, this is in the shadows, standard. In the shadows, I guess. Yeah, I mean, this is this more or less standard operating procedure from Ryan. He he always disappears during the regular season, and yeah. we, we never hear from him. But it's felt especially like a lot of the leaks about oh, well, Matt Nagy might be fired, or there was a leak that you know ownership pushed Matt Nagy to start Justin Fields earlier than Matt Nagy wanted to, and the team denied it. But that would be an awfully convenient report for a general manager to leak to the media, right? I mean, there's little things like that where you just you just raise an eyebrow and you go, maybe maybe he's pulling some strings behind the scenes to protect his own job security and separate himself from the head coach he hired. Sure. Lauren, I want to talk about Justin Fields because I the systems around him obviously don't make it easy for him to succeed. But where is he at right now in his rookie year? Because coming out of Ohio State, I mean, I watched him destroy Wisconsin many a time. I, I mean, I thought he was going to be the Ohio State quarterback to finally break through and be the guy. Where is he at right now? This is the interesting question because he, where he, I mean, where he literally is at is, you know, he's been injured for three games with a rib, with cracked ribs, and so we we don't we don't actually know exactly what part of Justin Fields we're going to sort of pick back up with. But prior to the injury, it felt like he was getting to this stage of, of and Matt Nagy kind of described it as like you know the game slowing down a little bit for you. So like he had a comeback, he had back to back comeback drives to score touchdowns with the team, to give them a lead with under five minutes left in the fourth quarter. And it was sort of those, like, heroic quarterback, you know, puts the team on his shoulders and yeah. makes these difficult throws downfield. And it was like, oh, wow, like, that's Ohio State Justin Fields is coming out for the Bears. And their defense blew both of those game-winning, potential game-winning touchdown drives, and they ended up losing both of those games. But mm-hmm. it felt like Fields was getting there. Then the rib injury hits. So does he come back against Green Bay and immediately pick back up right where he was as this sort of emerging Chicago hero, or is there another sort of re-ramp up here of like, okay, he's he's still feeling the ribs a little bit and he's not as aggressive and going to have to slowly kind of work his way back into where he was building toward? Lauren, I was, uh, as I always do, because I follow you on Twitter, incredible follow at Cox Sports 1, and you, speaking of incredible, had a tweet uh, a couple days ago, three days ago, and you just simply said incredible, and you had quote tweeted <laughs> uh, Bill Zimmerman, and he had said, Matt Nagy's passing offense is averaging 173.8 yards per game, good for last in the NFL. By comparison, Sid Luckman, from 1943 to 1947, averaged 189 and a half passing yards per game. So Matt Nagy's passing offense is literally less efficient than the Bears' passing offense in the 1940s. Um, first of all, I agree with you. Incredible! <laughs> wow. And if what like what's a weapon that the Packers will have to look out for Sunday night at Lambeau Field? Is Allen Robinson, speaking of that passing game, going to be back? So it's. Uh, still to be determined on Robinson, he's missed the last few games with his hamstring injury, and he's been limited at practice this week. So this, it's, it's a step forward from him health-wise from what we've seen the last couple of weeks. But if he is out there, I don't, I don't know that he's going to be 100%. So it's really going to be all, all Darnell Mooney, I think, is, is this Bears passing offense right now. He's been kind of taking some solid steps forward in his second season, hitting some more of these like 100-yard games and really looking – more and more like the more the more dynamic threat for this Bears offense. There was a, another another one of those charts that just made my jaw drop. They showed somebody <laughs> put out put out uh, the wide receiver routes, like which routes each receiver is running the most of, it. and it's like what per, like what percentile. And Allen Robinson runs the most curl routes of any wide receiver in the NFL. Matt Nagy just loves to run him six yards and then turn around and face the quarterback, and it's why he's having one of the worst seasons of his career. And so, I mean, Mooney's much more the, the speed threat. He's more downfield. And, and he and Justin Fields have had 
a really strong connection of all the receivers this year. It's, it's been him that they, he seems to have the most, like, easily on the same page. That was a problem with Fields right away. It was that, like, they threw him out in the starting lineup, and he had never practiced with the first team. Or he got, you know, he got one week of practice with first-team wide receivers in the lead-up to his first start, but all training camp and all offseason, he always worked with the backups. So he throws him out there and hasn't been working with the, the starting wide receivers, so it's been trying to get on that same page. Mooney is the one where he's, he got on the same page most quickly and also seems to have the more, the more dynamic physical skill set right now. Speaking of insane tweets, <clears throat> this tweet is from May 5th, 2014. I saw this this week. It says, Jason Peters is the second oldest projected starting left tackle in the NFL, behind only Andrew Whitworth. Seven and a half years ago, that was the case. Both of them are starting on Sunday. <laughs> Peters, obviously a left tackle for the Bears. I, I have watched a little too much of Jason Peters through the end of his career when he was in Philadelphia. Where is he at right now? Because... I was I could not wait to see him leave and and eventually find a new left tackle in Philly. He's he's better than anything else the Bears have, right? I mean, Whoa. so there's a there's a bar here, right? So like he's playing pretty well. Like all things considered, I think like you know compared. I mean, I know the Packers have had some left tackle injuries, and honestly, I think Jason Peters is probably going to be the best left tackle out of the two in this game. But again, maybe a comparatively low bar. He 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 kind of is what he is at this point. He he isn't Pro Bowl Jason Peters right now, but he's he's doing all right. He's given them something that they know they know what they're getting at left tackle. It's not he's not going to have these games where he just is a disaster and gives up three sacks in the blind side and, and you know just disappears for a game, right? But but he's not going to be shut down, locked down left tackle. But he's been playing fairly consistently. He struggled at first this season because he, he was literally on a fishing boat when the Bears called him and said, "Hey, do you want to come play NFL football?" So like he wasn't he wasn't in football shape for the first like months of this season but now he's sort of settled in and the bigger question for me is like how long can he keep staying healthy because he hasn't played a full season in like five yeah. years and well, that, so he, that was gonna be so my far. question is how many or how long does it take now for him to go out for three series with a hamstring injury two two quarters i mean he's he hasn't missed a snap in like a couple months i mean wow. he's been mr consistent in terms of being able to play and then and fairly consistent overall in terms of his game but they do have their second-round pick, Tevin Jenkins, who they drafted and trade up the draft in the second round, who was supposed to be sort of their left tackle this season. He's healthy now, and so they're just sitting him on the bench kind of waiting for Jason Peters to get hurt so they can play him. So, Lauren Cox joining us right now. Follow him on Twitter, uh, Cox Sports one also Locked on Bears podcast, some really good stuff right there. Lauren, have you been a Bears fan uh, your whole life, or uh, like how did how, the Bears fandom come to be? So, you know, there, there may or may not be uh, childhood pictures of me worth blackmail money Uh-oh. in a in a Brett Favre jersey. Wow. But um That's you know like, like when you're when you're eight years old and you know you you don't know any better. You're yeah. just whatever your parents dress you in. But no, so you know, I grew up in a in a household with a you know those those family divided flags. My sure. parents would say they call it a mixed marriage. You know my mom was a Packers fan and my or my mom was a Bears fan and my dad was a Packers fan. But when when I came of age, when you get to that age where you like you understand what's going on in the sport that you're watching. Mm-hmm. Uh, there, there was a rookie kick returner from the University oh, of Miami oh, on the field in Chicago. Oh. And uh, it was just a good season in general, but, but especially number 23, Devin Hester, was was what made me fall in love with football, and it was hard to kind of turn things yeah. around from there. I, I said it earlier today, Devin Hester, I mean, whether you like the Bears or not, that was must-see TV. And you always yeah. kind of scratch your head and wondered why people would punt to Devin Hester, but at the same time, you're glad they did. Because it was magical. I take it then you did not have a Rex Grossman jersey, yes? 
I mean, that was that was that era, but I did not. Yeah, I did not invest too much in uh, sexy. I love I love sexy Rexy just because he was so entertaining as a Packers fan to watch. You never knew what you're gonna get. Like Bernard Berryman would be triple covered downfield, and you know Grossman <laughs> would try to fit the ball in, and there'd be an interception. So when it comes to you know the Packers and having you know supremacy and dominance from Favre to Aaron Rodgers, do you feel in the in your heart of a Bears fan, Lauren? That there will be a time that the Bears will eventually, you know, get to 100 as the Packers have already done and retake the lead in the series and reign supreme in the NFC North. You know, watching that one game of Jordan Love earlier this season opened that up a bit for oh, me, right? I, oh. You know, it's, it's well, I mean, with everything going, you're not wrong. With everything going on this summer too, it was like, well, maybe there's a there's a chance here, but we didn't know. Like, okay, well. Jordan Love steps on the field. It's like, ah, oh, geez, are they going to do this again? But now all of a sudden, <laughs> like, I'm not, I'm not convinced that you know Justin Fields is for sure going to be this, you know, this game-changing Hall of Fame quarterback that changes every all of Chicago's tides. But I do feel like the era of Green Bay is clearly better than everybody else. Maybe coming to an end sooner rather than later. And that if Justin Fields can at least be something decent, then I think I think they're in a pretty good spot if they can. You know, get a real coach and maybe a real general manager too. Yeah. All right, Lauren. Before I let you go, I don't. I don't mean to end on a sour note um, for you personally, but Ben and I. Before you had come on, we were uh, playing two different uh, radio calls, and I guess uh, we kind of both wanted to pick your brain. Which one kind of hurt worse for you? We have we have we have Bears fans that call in our listeners. Uh, I got to go back to when Rodgers uh, for the NFC North at Soldier Field hit Randall Cobb for the dagger uh, with you know some time barely left on the clock. And then Ben had his double doink of Cordy Parkey. Which one kind of you know, inflicted more pain for you, Lauren? It's, it's, the, it's the dagger. <laughs> Thanks for playing Randall. along. Thanks for playing along. It's it's definitely the dagger for Randall Cobb. Uh, I would tell you that. I mean, the, the double doink sucked, but it was you know it's the Eagles and it was the it was the wild card game. And I mean it, it, it was, that was such a, a kind of a magical run anywhere where like it was a little bit like incredulous like oh well like how far can this go great we'll ride it as far as it goes but we weren't really expecting to see any of this in that Nike Super season whereas like that that Randall Cobb dagger is just you know the busted coverage and the way you felt about the team and it was like they were still holding on and you felt like it was still like a a good team that was maybe this was going to be the year they were going to push through a little bit more and they had them right there and then you know Cobb blows by Chris Conti and it's like well there, here we go again. Yeah. I didn't bring up the NFC Championship game. I didn't want to bring up that painful memory. Well, I guess, damn it, I just did. Lauren, <laughs> what's your prediction for uh, Sunday, my friend? You know, I, I think, I, you know, like when you look at the betting line, like I think it's going to be Green Bay by double digits. I, I'm expecting the Bears to kind of you know, keep it close enough that it's not like 2014 blowout, you know, where it's 55-7 or whatever <laughs> it was that season mm-hmm. under Mark Fessman. I think, I think with Justin Fields playing, the Bears will keep the – Keep this from being a complete and abject disaster. But, you know, put me in that, you know, 31-14, 31-17 type range where Green Bay is always in control and and maybe the Bears score a touchdown late to make it look a little bit closer than it was for most of the game. Well, Lauren, for you, I hope you have a lot to talk about on your Lockdown Bears podcast, which is absolutely incredible. I suggest everyone uh, go tune in and uh, consume it. So I hope you get some good storylines out of that. I'm sure you will. We'll keep following along on Twitter, Cox Sports 1. And thank you so much for your time, man. I appreciate it. Hey, appreciate you having me on. Anytime. Thank you. Yeah, have a good weekend, brother. There he is, Lauren Cox, COX Sports 1, my man. This is, we were having some fun off air. I just got to bring him on right away. Raphael, my man out in Vegas. How? What's the, what the, what's the temperature in Vegas right now, Raph? I think the high is only supposed to be like 48, 50 degrees today. Aw. What the, what the, Raph, it's 31 right now. Next Wednesday, here in beautiful Madison, Wisconsin, it's supposed to be 63. It's 31 today. Whoa. I almost wore shorts. 
63. Are they swimming in Wisconsin at 63 degrees? Um, I mean, there's no sn- Was there snow when you came in? No. There's no snow to melt, so, I mean, not really. I might go play a little golf. A little golf? Ooh. Hey, Raph, speaking of golf, I got a very intriguing email from you in my inbox yesterday. Tiger Woods prop bets. Tiger Woods is back, baby. How's it feel, Raph? Uh, one probably one of the, my most disliked athletes, what? I think. And uh, yeah, we've had we've had issues. Oh, well, in yeah. The what past, did he do to you? Didn't he like? Didn't he like burn you at the Vegas book? Yeah, or something? yeah, he stiffed, and uh, yeah, I don't, I don't care for his uh, demeanor as well. One of the guys that guys used to come to book and talk to us, and he was I feel like we should so expand quiet. on that. Yeah, can you can you tell us a little more about that? I, I, you got to jog my memory. Uh, I mean, it was mostly about what he would do, like in the high limit rooms. He would stiff the cocktail waitresses and very, uh, very unsocial. So, it, I mean, so he always rubs uh, the, the industry's noses into. So, it. Tiger was, Woods uh, breaking news is not a good tipper. No, well, pretty much or no wasn't. So he's he's probably better than Phil Mickelson. That I'll, I would have to say. Well, yeah, wasn't he evading a bunch of taxes? I would too. It's a scam. Taxes a scam, but yeah. Yeah, he's uh, probably he's not as worse as Michael Jordan, but yeah, Phil Mickelson's up there. <laughs> Another the list goes Jordan. on and on. Raph's got a list, man. Uh, Danny DeVito's on your S list too, right? Danny DeVito. Uh, not so much. Uh, I think he was probably a little bit uh, liquored up. Yeah, I okay. think when I, well, so when, I, you're like, I when you're like four foot four, I think the liquor hits harder quicker. I I still am not convinced that there is a Danny DeVito that isn't just the guy from It's Always Sunny. No, oh, yeah, he was a taxi. No, no like I'm just convinced that like that's him. He was a voice Always. on a Simpsons episode in season two. Oh yeah. Oh, Raphael. Anyways, yeah. Raphael, where we start with Tiger Woods. What are these prop bets you got for Tiger Woods, man? Uh, will he win a major? Uh, yes or no? Will Will he uh, win any PGA Tour event in 2022? <laughs> people got me. Gave, people gave me a little bit uh, negative when I put Will Tiger Woods use a golf cart at the PNC Championship. Didn't John Daly uh, petition the PGA to have a golf cart? Yes, he did. And at the PNC, if people don't realize, I actually did research, and you can use a golf cart for the <gasps> PNC Championship. So, it's so you like I was just, uh No, I don't. I don't myself. But I, I actually did research on this. But people are like, oh, I can't believe you did that. You're so mean. I'm like, I actually researched, and you can use a golf cart. Minus Wait, the line. Minus three hundred is yes. Plus two hundred yeah. is no. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. So we think he will. So he's golfing with the same oh, Charlie. Ben and asked yeah, you a question. Ben, can you ask the question again about Charlie? Yeah, what Char- I, Charlie Woods? A future odds on Charlie Woods winning a major because last year when the two played in the event together, they're the exact same person. And Charlie Woods is an absolute stick. He's like fifteen, so he doesn't tip either. Probably not. Uh, but <laughs> uh, wow. I, I would. I mean, the only reason why I don't put that many profits up on him because it's like ten years that we you would have to wait to cash. I mean, we don't know what's going to happen in ten years. Omicron could beat us all. We're all robots in 10 years. So uh, that's the only problem me having future best for that. Ref, that kind I would of say us, us going to the metaverse and assimilating as robots and being plugged into the matrix is more likely than uh, the most likely scenario than anything. Uh, well, the Bears might have a quarterback by then. True. Uh, Charlie. Ah, wow. What about, true, but wow. What about Little John? What about John Daly Jr.? Do you have any prop bets on him? He's like around the same age as Charlie Woods, and he's got a stick too, right, Ben? Is is a stick? Yeah. Well, he's it's like a golf he, term. He's filthy. actually he's a log. Actually, that awesome we plays. Have, <laughs> we have Willie start smoking by the age of eighteen, and will <laughs> so get able to get a DUI uh, by the age of twenty-two. Will he be hawking t-shirts in a Hooters parking lot like his dad? 
Yeah, we do Charlie Woods. I think I put that prop up last year. Willie win a major by age, I think twenty one or twenty two, and I think the yes was like thirty to one. Okay, so Raph on Tiger Woods, I know you know you got stiff by him a couple times and whatever at the at the high stakes sports book. But my question or the tables, excuse me. But when it comes to Woods, doesn't he drive the needle huge? Isn't he great for golf and for your business gambling? Uh, he is. Uh, don't get me wrong, but it's a sad. It's a sad part. He's probably. Uh, it's probably golf is in a worse shape as it is. If you're relying on one person to rely on your sports for TV viewing ships, odds, gambling, and all that, then maybe something's wrong in your sport. Because Tiger Woods can't play forever. I mean, just like everyone thought, oh, when Jordan and Magic and Bird retired, the league is going to go uh, downwards. No, they didn't. So, I mean, now we have KD. Now we have younger people in the NBA. Same thing with baseball. Tiger, uh, the golf needs to focus on the players that are playing now, not on a guy that's uh, recovering from a horrible car wreck. Well, Raph, you just mentioned it a little bit ago, and so did I, assimilating into an android. Tiger Woods could put his brain via the metaverse and then golf forever via AI. So just just keep that in mind, okay? That should be a, that should be a future prop bet right there. Hey, Raphael, uh, VSI Doc Sports, you can follow him on Twitter. When it comes to uh, gambling, Raph, one college football game this weekend. Our guy Rowdy, who's uh, hopefully returning next week, is taking Army minus 7.5 over Navy. What do you think? I would say wait for that one because I can guarantee you that will be a solid seven by kickoff. Uh, I think a lot of money is coming in on Navy. Don't forget they lost last year 15 to nothing. Uh, I just can't mm. bet a game that my waistline is bigger than the total. <laughs> uh, the total is 34 and a half. The under has cashed, I think, 15 straight games. Uh, wow. The total opened up at 37, now 34 and a half. I, if you can get that seven and a half, I would say look at Navy midshipmen, but Wait, if you're looking to bet all me, this number is probably going to keep on dropping. Okay, uh, Raph, out of the NFL, because, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's it for college football. Speaking of college football real quick, how's the bowl betting going for you? you got gotten all kinds of bets out there. I see Wisconsin favored 7.5 over uh, Arizona State at the Las Vegas Bowl. Raphael, where you live. I know. Hopefully you, you guys were coming. But the, the bowl game will really kick into action after this week. Okay. I mean, the first game doesn't really go in. But uh, the, the big bowl games are getting some kind of action, but nothing too big. I mean, we, the first one goes off the 17th. So we have, what, seven days before the first one, the Bahamas Bowl? Yeah. So, Raph, if I do make it out there to Las Vegas, uh, you and I, I want to go. I want you to call up Danny DeVito, Tiger Woods, uh, and all the guys on your S list. And I want us to, you know, bury the hatchet. I want us. To, I want us to all come together and be friends. Okay. Was Floyd Mayweather on your crap list too? Oh, he's he's a, he's numero uno on my oh. celebrity. Outlet. He can't he's read. Uno. Yeah, well, Raph. Maybe that's the problem. You couldn't read the you know the stipulations of betting. Yeah, probably. No, he's he's a big better, but no, he's numero uno on my list. Public enemy number one for Raphael. Raph out of the NFL. Uh, let's see here. Rowdy gave me other little tidbits. Ravens plus two and a half. Browns at First Energy Stadium in Cleveland. What do you think? There's two teams that are going to be on my couch watching playoff football. The Baltimore Ravens, I think Cleveland wins this game. Oh. And the Buffalo Bills, I think Tampa Bay wins uh, wins this week. Uh, two teams that everyone thought could be Super Bowl contenders will be on my couch watching playoff football. Okay, so yeah, Rowdy went with uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers minus 3.5 over the Bills. Raph, let's look at uh, well, one more actually. Bengals-Niners. Rowdy had this at minus 1 Bengals. I see now the Niners are favored by a point and a half. What the hell happened there? Yeah, a total switch. A lot of uh, the public came in on the 49ers. We saw some big bets come in yesterday. A little bit confused. I think the total is a little bit uh, low. I was expecting to get it to 50. Uh, so I think there's value on the over. But if this number continues to climb, I might have to take a look at the uh, baby Bengals. Oh, yeah, Joe Burrow and that take, take my strong hand. He's got that, you know, that pinky finger that's all messed up. So speaking of pinkies, but a pinky toe, Aaron Rodgers 
and the Green Bay Packers coming off that bye, right? Chicago Bears four and eight, three and or two and four, excuse me, away from Soldier as the Packers are undefeated at home. Packers very big spread, Raph. In fact, the heaviest they've been favored this whole year, twelve and a half. I have a feeling the Packers are just gonna just drag a big hog around that field, the Lambeau, and that the, the Packers are gonna cover this bet. Am I crazy? No, I, the Packers win by three touchdowns, four touchdowns, five touchdowns. More, this this game is going to be ugly, ugly, ugly. I'm shocked that they didn't flex this game because this game's going to be over by halftime. I guess I'll watch Home Alone at, uh, after halftime. Yeah. One or two? Oh, one. Two's horrible. How bad are your parents if you Absolutely not. Okay, one is a work of art, yes, but two one is, is not. better. Two is good. Two is a good movie. It's not oh, bad. No, two is horrible. Oh, I rather watch. We can't do that. It's the holiday season. I rather watch Santa Claus Three than Home Alone Two. Wait, there's a Santa Claus. Is that with Tim Allen? With what, the, the third? Santa yeah, Claus Three. Is it Tim Allen in that yeah. one? Yeah, but it's horrible. Have too. you seen Kurt Russell as like the badass Santa? He's going around like. Yeah, that's too bad. I like that. Do one. you think Die Hard's a Christmas movie? Yes. Uh, Die Hard and Return of the Jedi are Christmas movies because Return of the Jedi, Return the lightsabers are green and red. Okay, I'll take it. As a, I, I do enjoy the the first six movies of Star Wars. Don't get me started on seven, eight, and nine. Uh, ben, did you have? They were okay. Yeah, I have one more. So I I don't know if you guys have odds for this, but Johnny Davis, Wisconsin basketball, absolutely crushing. Are there Monster. any Big Ten Player of the Year and or National Player of the Year odds out? I'm going to actually do National Player of the Year probably when I'm watching uh, College Troops on Saturday. Oh, I'll, I'll, dive into, I'll dive into Big Ten. I'll, I'll look into that. I'm, I'm, I'll put some odds up. Well, Raph, um, we'll get it next week. Raph, in your own backyard, you live in Vegas. Johnny Davis just went out there, dude. Uh, at the Maui Invitational in Las Vegas. The Maui Gym Maui Invitational in Las Vegas. And he... <laughs> As I said about the Packers with the Green of the Bears, he did the same thing. There should be a statue built of Johnny Davis in Vegas. Can you commission that for me? Uh, I'll see. I'll see what I can do. But that's that's actually kind of a good future. So I'll, I'll look into that yeah, uh, this weekend. I'm wondering if we can get odds on Paul Christ wearing like a Hawaiian shirt or hitting the casino when Wisconsin's there for the bowl game. Could you imagine Paul Chris in a Hawaiian shirt? Odds Paul Chris goes to the roulette table. I think he was at TJ Maxx picking his outfit out <laughs> for the bowl game. Hey, Rap, before I let you go, uh, any other weird, really weird, crazy stuff that you got going, uh, cooking on for your uh, wacky entertainment prop bets? I put up some AEW WWE ads up the other day. I'm, I'm working on some uh, interesting movie ones coming up. Uh, I got to finish the Grammy Awards right now. We only have Album of the Year, so uh, I have to feel really, Donda? really old. Uh, yeah, I have to feel really old doing the rest of these Grammy Awards because I don't know half of these uh, uh, artists. That are what do you nominated. got? I can help you out. You got Kanye West, Donda. Do you have Drake Certified Lover Boy? Uh, yeah. Okay, that album stunk. It was boring. Donda. Actually, I dig that one. <laughs> Any other ones? Uh, I am going to put a prop bet. Will Drake and actually show up at the Grammys because now he says he wants his name off all the Grammys. He doesn't want to be voted in. So I'll put up some Drake prop bets as well. All right, cool. Raph, we love you, man. If we want to consume everything you got going on, even your Home Alone 2 slander, how can we do so? You can find me over at DocSports.com. Find me on Twitter at VSI.Sports and Instagram at Ralph Esparza. And Home Alone 2 is a horrible movie. Watch Hallmark movies besides that. Oh, come on. Raph, this, this is... I'm going to go watch Home Alone Raph, 2 tonight. You understand I look like... I look like Macaulay Culkin if Macaulay Culkin yes, didn't do. dive into crack. You do. I know. You do. I haven't thought that before. Home Alone 2, it's like it's near and dear to my heart. I was an extra in that movie. I was a stunt, <laughs> I was a, I, I'm sorry, I was a stunt double. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> See you, buddy. Take it easy, guys. See you, man. Good morning. Good morning. How are we doing today? I mean, I, I was doing well. Yeah, you don't do good with the... Uh, Hospital stuff? No, no. 
Can't do it. You don't do good at that, do you? No. But I got something that I want to play for you and something I want to play for myself, and we can laugh at it and, and have a good time at the expense of, you know, guys like Polly, who are Bears fans. And Polly, it's nothing but <laughs> it's nothing but love, brother. But first, uh, line one, welcome to the show. Good morning. Happy Friday. Who's this? Earl Anthony's. It's so Holy funny. Better. Ben said Goodbye, he... Bye, Enterprise out. Oh, all right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Well, it's funny. Ben came in and, and Ben can't handle the the hospital stuff that well. He gets wait, was it a queasy stomach or just the heebie-jeebies? No, it's, it freaks me out. Well, I also can't see needles. I'm I'm definitely scared of needles. I had sh- I had shots for four years uh, for allergies. I used to get like my sh- every week. I'd get an allergy shot throughout my entire childhood. I would get my flu shot through like a nasal spray. What? Because I couldn't. I I just couldn't get shots unless they were really really we gotta, necessary. We got to harden you up, just like Grant Bills. No, I, I think Grant Bills was a lost cause, but I think we can. No, get you. I can't do needles. I think we can get you. I I've never been able to. I I never will. All right. So Ben came in. He's like, you know, my day started off pretty bad with all this hospital and talk, and then. Earlier this week, Charlie called in just annihilated, and Ben was like, man, my day really started off with a real hitch, a giddy-up in his staff with freaking dumbass Charlie. And then I'm like, well, at least you haven't interviewed Charlie yet. He's been calling me a bunch. He's been drinking since 2.30 a.m. And I kid you not, Brother Ben comes on the airwaves, and who calls in? Down the middle, Johnson. Unreal. All right, Ben, so I have a radio call or a, a play specifically against the Chicago Bears that I absolutely love. Besides, you know, at Soldier Field, the NFC Championship game, when B.J. Raji, you know, gets an interception, goes to the end zone, and seals it for the Packers. My other one that I absolutely adore is this one right here. I'm going to play it. Hang on. This, I need the actual radio call. Sorry. Excuse me. Here you go. Well, this is it, Rock. The season right here on this fourth down play. How many times have we said that on this drive? Rodgers in the shotgun, three receivers left, one to the right. Polly, plug your ears. Packers need at least seven yards to move the chains. Rodgers gets the snap, blitz is on, Rodgers scrambles He's left, winds up, rainbow. He's got Cobb to the 10, to the 5, yes. to the end zone, touchdown, and a dagger! Ah. Oh my goodness, an NFC North Division Championship dagger of 47 yards! Chris Connie. Goose Chris Connie. Goosebumps, dude. Goosebumps. That's one of my favorite bear. I mean, there's a lot of them. Aaron Rodgers once threw six touchdowns in the first half. Packers were up 42 to nothing at halftime over the Bears. Incredible. That one we just heard. You know, the NFC Championship game. So much dominance. Like Brett Favre just just spanking him every every time he stepped the field. Same as Aaron Rodgers. I have so many. But then uh on the Bears side of things, you have one too. Well, I was gonna ask. Both both your moment and the one you're about to play both happened at soldier field both ended the Bears' season i can't tell which is more heart-wrenching and demoralizing because the bears were about to win that game it was fourth and what eight fourth and seven yep pretty much at the end of the game they needed a conversion they score a touchdown there then was there's, sorry continue no th- sorry. then there's the double doink which if they hit that field goal they move on to the next round of the playoffs yeah here you go and ben this is for you Bali covered years again. This is the season. This is it right here. <laughs> Ball is snapped, placed, kicked, and it is no good. No good. It is no good, and the Eagles win. It is no good. There's five seconds on the clock. And Nagy standing there with his mouth just hanging open. Outside the 20-yard line. 
will be brought back to the spot of the kick. Again, it was off the upright. The <laughs> I told you, the mulligan, you're comfortable. Because he, made the, he made the first one. He did. No there was a timeout there. And the Eagles are heading to New Orleans. They are headed to New Orleans. I love it. Incredible. Al Michaels calling that. He said, oh, he hits the upright again. It's impossible. It's because impossible. Because I, I think that year he hit nine uprights. Oh, yeah. Cody Parkey. It got so bad for Cody Parkey and they were making fun of him. There's a brewery down in Chicago that said, if you can come and make, I forget the exact yardage. I think it might have been the same as the double doink. 43. If you can make this field goal, we'll set it up. We'll give you free beer for is a year or a life or something like that. And no one can make it. <laughs> Poor Cody Parkey, man. Um, here. Their third and final timeout of the half. Here you go. This one's for you, Benjamin. This is after Cody Parkey iced the first Peterson one. Peterson knowing. Yep. There was the timeout. Time just before My the man snap, Doug on the sideline. Doug Peterson called the timeout. You got Patrick O'Donnell to hold it. You got Patrick At Soldier skills. Field. Now, as this, they're setting up for this next one, what is the more heart-wrenching play? This one or Aaron Rodgers with the NFC North dagger? Randall Cobb in the end zone. I have no idea. Nobody has gone to the parking lot. I feel like they're amazing the exact game. same level. Yeah, an amazing game. It really is. You have to give Nick Polly, if you're listening, I'd love to hurt you more. Who hurts you, Polly? Cody Parkey? Or Aaron Rodgers and Randall Cobb? Got the phone lines blowing up. And here you go. A 42-yard attempt, 10 seconds left. Bears for the win. 16-15, Eagles up. Here you go. Relive it and let's all laugh. It's impossible. Let's go back to the phones. Welcome to the show. Who's this? Z in the D. Hey, Z in the D. Hey, Z what in the D. is going on, brother? What's happening today, homie? What is going on? All right. I got to air some grievances if that's okay. Festivus is coming up. So, yes, please. Okay. So, first off, screw Cody Parquet. Hate him. Hate him. Hate him. You must have had uh, him in fantasy. Why? Yeah. He lost. I had him in fantasy last year. I could have picked 72 other kickers with zero points or positive points, and I would have got to the so, championship. Maybe it's yeah. your fault for having him. Yeah, you know he sucks. I would blame Cody Parkey yeah. for being terrible. You already knew he sucked. He had a matchup that was golden because... <laughs> He's a kicker! I don't get... I don't get ben, ben, let me air my goddamn right. grievance. Hey, 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 oh. family, family program. Okay. Ben, fourth and 26. I don't want to hear about your Eagles <laughs> anymore. I don't want to talk about this. All right. I also have Doug. I, I don't know. Doug and up in Shano, my boy. Yeah, Dougie. All right. Yeah. Can I air some grievances against? Okay. Don't put rookie cops on parking meter or parking duties in Wisconsin Dells because, you know what? I can't park across the street because it's a school, but yet I get a ticket for alternate side parking. Wait, wait, wait. I can't park across the street. Wait, wait. Where do you want me to park? Wait. You can't park on the other side of the street because it's a school zone, right? Like it yeah. says, it says no parking anytime. Yeah, but since there's alternate side parking, you got a ticket for parking on the wrong side of the street, despite not yeah. being able to park on the other side of the street. Because you yeah. aren't allowed to actually park there. I thought that's no. null and void. If you can't park on the other side of the street, then it doesn't matter for alternate side parking. It's every year they get a new rookie cop in the Dells <laughs> or two of them, and they're like, "All right, here's the dealio. Go get tickets," and then. It's two fifty in the morning, and I get a ticket for ultimate side parking. Wait, I'm and trying. I, wait, I'm trying to understand this. You're not allowed to park across from a school because it's a no no parking anytime, right? 
It's a loading zone and the school bus. Does it say no parking day. anytime? No parking anytime except on the weekends, obviously. But no you school. parked there and got a ticket. No, we parked on the other side of the street, but alternate side parking must have been, it was a, what, an uh, an even day last night. So you must be on the even side of the street, yes? Yes. Or odd. I mean, no, odd. You're what? Odd. You don't know I, about I, alternate I, side parking? No. That's the stupidest thing in the world. I... I have no it's idea. It's the dumbest effing thing ever. Alternate side it, parking is a st- so on an even day you park on the even side of the street overnight. On an odd day you park on the odd side of the street. Every- yeah. So every what? Other night. It's the dumbest. It's a money. It's a Since scam. When? It's the government putting their grubby hands in your it, pocket to steal that, your money. I swear, when I drive down streets in neighborhoods that you'll be able to park on both sides, there's thing always the cars on one of the sides. It's so, always the so same. Over COVID, when COVID happened, like last year, they got rid of alternate side parking. They got rid and, of all parking tickets. And now it's back. It's the dumbest effing thing what? in the world. It's literally it's, they rob you blind. They want to steal your money, your hard-earned money that you made. Wow. Exactly. I that thought the Madison parking there. cops were tough. No, they well, do it here too. Well, yeah. I'm talking downtown. If your it's meter the expires the at 8, they're there at oh, 801. 801, you're already getting Every ticketed. Time. I, when I lived on State Street, same thing. God, the part. Mm. Mm. I work hard for my money. Yeah. Alternate so, side so parking I, can pound sand, dude. Yeah, no, it's so stupid. I get it when, like, if there's a snowstorm, like, everyone park on one side so we can plow the other side, and then you go park on the other side down the yeah, road. I, yeah, if there's a snow emergency, for sure. But then they probably but, don't plow it anyway. No, they take, like, eight days to plow it. Exactly. It just you're getting ah! me. You're getting me hot in the car right now, Z. Yeah. So yeah, I, Doug, I love you, but come on, <laughs> Rick, uh, Doug. Doug. <laughs> I'll, I'll pass the message along to Doug. Anything else? You got uh, big plans for the game Sunday night? Uh, I'll probably just be watching with my son and just chilling. No, yeah, that's that sounds nice. A little father, right. father, son time, good stuff. It's nice. That's all. That's how we always do it on Sundays. That's how we roll. Hell yeah, baby. Your pictures look very uh, nice, by the way, Z in the day. Thank you, sir. Yes, sir. You have a nice day. You too, homie. Dude, alternate side parking. Oh, you learn something new every day. Alternate side parking triggers me more than... Probably because I've never lived in a neighborhood where it wasn't explicitly clear where you could park and where you couldn't park. Because I lived downtown, either in Philadelphia or here my whole life. Yeah. So I've never lived in a neighborhood. Well, I live downtown, and like the parking meter people are insane. Right. They're but, a But I haven't lived somewhere where alternate side parking is a thing. Well, yeah, downtown, but I guess you don't... Do you have a, do you have a parking spot then? Or I have garage? a parking spot, but also I used to park on the street, and there are always cars on the same side of the street where I'm at. Can you park on the other side of the street? No. Oh, that's why. Never. You, that's why. Okay. Uh, back to the phones. Line two. Who's this? What's up? Hey. Oh, all right, Paul. Yeah, we had a question. Which one hurts you more? Uh, well, I was actually at the game where he hit Cobb and uh, Cobb burned Conti. Oh, I was yeah, there. Yeah. I mean, who didn't burn Chris Conti though? Yeah. To be fair, um, <laughs> and the Cody Parkey thing, I. I I, I told my friends all all that year before the double doink, I said, because even when he made field goals, they weren't convincing. And I think he missed like three field goals or four field goals in one game against the Vikings that year. He met, like I was like, he's doing okay. He's doing okay. I said, but he's going to screw us when it counts the most. And <laughs> I called it. I called it. Now, Polly, I was screwed uh, one time by. Uh, Many Bears fans, uh, my freshman year at UW-Whitewater, uh, there's a lot of Bears fans there because, you know, closer to the Illinois border. Uh-huh. And um, it was 2006. The Arizona Cardinals were playing against the Chicago Bears, and the Cardinals were absolutely throttling the Bears. And I was running around uh, the third hall of Tut Hall because uh, it was it was, it was a co-ed hall, and there's a lot of Bears fans there. And I was just rubbing them in the face that the Cardinals were just obliterating the Bears. And then we all know what happened. Uh, 
the Cardinals. They, they were off, who we thought they were. Let them off the hook. But they are who we yep. thought they were. That yeah. was a great. I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe it. that was a great game. Yeah. Paul, you're the man, brother. We love you. And hopefully it's not too painful for you on Sunday, okay? Yeah, uh, we'll see. All right, see you, buddy. I don't mean to bring up a sour tone now, but he brings up Cody Parkey and how he he's right. My Bear fan friend said that as well. Throughout that year, they knew that when it mattered, it was going to come down to him making a kick and he'd probably hit the upright. <laughs> I don't mean to bring up a sour note, but are we confident Mason Crosby can hit kicks in the playoffs? <sighs> not right now. Not at all. Not right now, no. Because well, I'm confident Corey Bohorquez can like hit a huge punt. Yes. Can, can the snap be right? Can he hold the ball right? And can Mason Crosby kick it through the uprights? I don't know. About I feel like that's something we're going to talk about going into those. Because once you get to the playoffs and the spread is, I don't know, two, three, it's going to be a close game. I, I'm i not saying it's similar to the Cody Parkey situation where everybody in Chicago knew that he would miss it. Well, Mason's got but, pedigree behind him, but right now no, he does have pedigree. Cody Parkey did not. But I would not say clear, yes, I have confidence in him hitting the Yeah, kick. that's a great point.